Hello, everyone. Okay, today I have a fantastic guest. Her name is Mona El Hawagi. She started her career in lending more than 15 years ago as a wholesale lender. And actually, I'm going to pause there. Mona, what the heck is a wholesale lender? <laughs> it means, first off, thanks for having me. It means that I represented the lenders and my clients were loan brokers. So what I did is mm. I had a territory and I would go to the different loan brokers and I would say the next time you get a client, let my company be the one who gives them money. Okay. Okay. So one of your responsibilities was in that role was to educate brokers on loan products and how to structure loans. And this allows you to pre-underwrite files um, before they were submitted to maximize the likelihood of approval, which sounds fantastic. Um, while working in lending during the day, Mona also went to law school at Loyola Law School in the evening here in Los Angeles and graduated in 2001, no small feat. Um, after graduation, she stayed in lending because she liked the fast-paced environment and had a passion for how financing works. She is a proud member of the California Bar Association. Uh, Mona has a passion for listening to her client situations, understanding their goals, and finding a suitable loan product for their needs. Um, it is her vast variety of loan products and industry knowledge that allow her to accomplish this for her clients. To date, she has funded more than six hundred million bucks in loans. That's a crazy amount. Um, she works for Forbex which is a uh, unique company uh, because it funds residential, commercial, and private money loans. She's also a volunteer with NFTE, which is a nonprofit that fosters entrepreneurship and young adults. I love that. Mona, what does NFTE stand for? Um, it's it's nifty. And I, okay. <laughs> I don't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> That's okay. But, but basically what it what it is, is it's a nationwide organization and they have, um, you know, like, you know, they have kids. I don't know. I call I call them kids because in my world, everybody like younger than 25 is a kid, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they're they're usually like in high school age and they come up with a business plan. They come up with a product. They teach them, you know, how to put up the business plan. How much is it going to cost? How much can you sell it for? things like that. And then there's a group of volunteers and we listen to their pitches and we give them, we give them feedback. And then there's national competitions and things like that. And then my company, Forbix, we're, we're very active. We're very active with this organization. That's great. That's really wonderful. I think it's great for kids, people under 25. <laughs> yeah. Um, kids, quote unquote, uh, to have that knowledge. Um, Mona can be reached at Mona at Forbix, and that's F-O-R-B-I-X.com, where you can give her a call 818-822-5550. Quick disclaimer, everyone, uh, Mona and I are both attorneys, it's true, but the content of this episode and all episodes is not legal advice, but general legal information. Um, okay, let's get started. I've got some questions for you, Mona. Um, sure. So you were in lending and then you decided to go to law school at night, which is such an undertaking. I can't even imagine. Um, so why did you decide to um, go to law school? All right. So let me ask you really quick, because for compliance purposes, I think I have to say my NMLS number. So can I say it really quick? Please do. It, it is 663069 and my DRE is 01221578. All right. There. We 
that made the regulators happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so why did I go? Um, I'm Egyptian. I'm Middle mm-hmm. Eastern. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so your options are doctor, engineer and, uh, or attorney. <laughs> and, um, so I, I just chose being an attorney. That's why <laughs> that was the reason. But I imagine you probably like analysis and numbers and stuff like that. I, you know what I, I did. And it's, it's really interesting because even though I don't practice, I feel that the education that you get in law school can help you with anything because, because, you know, what do you do in law? You, you know, there's some kind of assumption and there's facts and then there's a set of rules and then you have to apply the set of rules to the facts. And what does that make you do? It makes you, it makes you go out and seek to understand more of those rules. Right. And then Mm -hmm. also act, ask more questions to get more of the facts. And you go through an analytical process to see what would work and what doesn't work. So I, I feel like it's it really has helped me. Wonderful. That's great. Yeah. Um, okay. And tell us, uh, I know Forbex is a little bit unique. Tell us what kind of loans you all work on there. So we, we are unique because, um, you know, and keep in mind as a, as a whole role, as a wholesale representative, all I really did was uh, talk to a whole bunch of brokers all day long, right? So I I know what's out there, but the, and the reason why we really are unique is because we do residential loans, private money loans, and commercial loans, mm-hmm. and we also invest in real estate. But that's a that's um, I guess a separate topic. And so on the residential side, that would be any loan from one to four units. Mm-hmm. And then uh, private money, really what that is, is it's a loan that's easier to qualify. So more often than not, we're not looking at income of the borrower. We're just looking at the type of property. Is the property itself making money? For example, is it a, um, you know, a mixed use property, an apartment building, something like that? Um, and as long as there's a certain amount of equity usually like 35% or more, you can get a loan. And what that means is, let's say there's a property for that's worth about a million dollars. As long as the loan amount is 650,000 or less, meaning, you know, 350,000 worth of equity, Mm -hmm. um, chances are you're going to be good with a private money loan or you'll get approved with that. I'm not going to say that's the case 100% of the time because there's other things that we look at. But it's a lot easier, and usually we can fund those in two weeks. And um, some people think, oh, if it's private money, maybe they're not going to pay. Maybe their credit is worse, or whatever the case. More often than not, it's a time is of the essence issue, mm-hmm. and it's an ease issue why people want those. And then we also do commercial loans, and commercial would be anything that's not one to four units. So it would be an apartment building of five units or more, um, industrial buildings, um, office buildings, you know, things like that. And we do all of those types of loans robustly. You know, it's not as if I'm saying, oh, we do it and we do one or two. No, we have a full residential division, a private money division and a commercial division. Okay. Okay, great. So, um, the reason that you and I have kind of crossed paths is because uh, I represent trustees and there are times when um, 
let's say uh, grandpa passes away. I represent the trustee in administering grandpa's trust. And let's say there are a bunch of beneficiaries and there's a big, beautiful $3 million home. Some of the beneficiaries want to purchase the home, but they're not going to get any cash distributions from the trust for a year. Because if you've listened to a previous episode on trust administration, it takes a while to get through trust administration because, um, and this is unfortunate news for the beneficiaries who often come and they want their money immediately, but the trust has a lot of work to do before it can start making distributions. Sometimes the trustee needs to sell the real estate and offload that real estate for whatever reason. It needs cash or maybe um, it's unproductive property and the trustee just needs to unload it. Um, And let's say some of the beneficiaries are interested in purchasing that property, um, but they are not going to get just cash distributions for a few months. Um, What would you say some of those uh, some of the options are for the beneficiaries who are looking to purchase the property or buy it out, buy so, out the other beneficiaries. So this is something that I've worked on before. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I wanted to um, to kind of throw out there is we can do loans that are irrevocable. So we can do irrevocable trust loans. So if you have a situation where the property is still in the name of um, is is still in the name of the original trust, and the trust store has passed away. Mm-hmm. A lot of lenders aren't going to touch that, mm-hmm. but we can we can do a loan like that on the private money side. Like I said, it's a little bit easier to qualify, but you need a little bit more equity. Mm-hmm. But to give you an example for your situation, you know your scenario. Let's say it's worth three million. And let's say there's five beneficiaries. Mm -hmm. That would mean that each beneficiary would need $600,000, right? Mm -hmm. If four of them want to get bought out, but one of them wants to keep the property, then, you know, obviously I'd consult with you about equalizing the distribution, et cetera. I don't know if that's the proper legal term for it, but but if they, but if the four bennies wanted to get paid out, it would be, you know, 2.4 million, right? 600,000 each, four bennies, 2.4 million. If the price is, if the house is worth 6 million, as an example, they could get a loan for 2.4 million um, and pay off the other bennies and then, you know, keep the property. And, you know, they could do that if they're going to live in the house, they could just get a regular, you know, a regular residential loan on it. Um, you know, if it's an investment property, we have some loan programs where they can qualify with just the rental income on the property. And they don't, if they don't, you know, if they're self-employed or if they don't have in file taxes or whatever the case may be, as long as, um, the property make the rental income is enough to pay, um, the mortgage payment, Mm -hmm. I can give them a loan on that, for example, Um, So there's a lot of options, you know, so when I have a situation like that, I'll ask the people, you know, um, how much money do you need, right? And then I work with that with the attorney to see what's needed to buy out the bennies. And, you know, what's your intention for the property? Are you going to live in it? Are you going to rent it out? Eventually, do you want to sell it? That kind of thing. And then, you know, just see the best avenue to go Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to take them. Yeah, I think that's great because sometimes 
the beneficiaries, um, you know, it's not unusual for grandpa or grandma or mom or dad to have a lot of money and then their children not. Um, right. But the kids want to hold on to the property. So finding an option for them to be able to do that, um, that's great. Uh, it gives people a lot of more options to hold on. Some of these properties have a lot of emotional attachment value for the beneficiaries too. So, for sure. For sure. Um, for sure. Okay. So what is your um, favorite success story with lending? Like which one of your favorite stories? You know, this, this was a while ago, but it still sticks out as my favorite story. It was a lady and um, she had inherited property from, from her mom. And it was the house that she lived in and a handful of um, apartment buildings. And she had, and she needed to buy out these other beneficiaries. And when she came to me, she had told me that she had gone to, I forgot what it was, like maybe four other lenders and all of them said no to her. Mm. All of them said no, but I was able to get the loan done for her and pay off the beneficiaries. Um, this is before the interest rates kept increasing. So I think I got her a rate of like 4%. Mm-hmm. So she got a really good interest rate. She got to keep the property, at, which was positive cash flow, because I knew that was going to be very important for her. Mm-hmm. Because in essence, it's a retirement account, right? I mean, mm-hmm. she could retire off of the the income, and then with the money, she, you know, paid off the beneficiaries, and she was so grateful and she was so appreciative uh, because all these other people had told her no. And we were able to do the loan fairly easily, even without yeah. her tax returns and give her like a really good rate. And I was able to help her achieve something that was very important for her. Yeah, that's amazing. Like what a, I mean, I can't even imagine if she couldn't find a loan with anybody else. And then you were like a little angel that came down from but, heaven to help her with but, that. It's incredible. But, but honestly, when she came to me, I was like, I don't, it's kind of straightforward, you know, I just thought to myself, it's just a matter of what lender you go to and, and, you know, sort of going back into what makes us unique um, because we work with residential loans, commercial, private money, all of these things, we can be nimble and we can slice the, the pie different ways, or we can see what works and, one of the things that I'm always curious about is what other loan products are out there that will make my client's life easier. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I geek out over it, you know, <laughs> and I'll say like, oh, wow, you can do this without, you know, taxes and you can do it with bank statements or you can, you know, do a loan for a foreign national. Now I'm just now I'm just <laughs> saying a whole bunch of words. But but I kind of it, it's so curious to me. Uh, because the more tools I have like this, the more I can help my client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. So um, uh, to that end, like, wh- what do you think makes Forbix different as a lender from others? Um, all of those things I just said, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're, we're always curious and finding more products. Um, you know, we really do want to be the one-stop shop for our clients So I've worked on everything from a small second mortgage to, you know, a 50 or a $60 million apartment construction loan. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we can work on all of those things. 
um, and everything in between. Mm -hmm. And so our goal and our vision for the company is to be a one-stop shop for our client and truly, you know, consult them. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I I would say is the culture. Um, And we, the only way that I can explain it best is we take what we do very seriously, but none of us take ourselves seriously. Mm -hmm. So we're always joking and it's lighthearted and things like that. So, and I feel like that makes all of us more approachable. Yeah. You know, because I've I've worked with other loan officers before and, you know, like they don't answer the phone Mm -hmm. or, you know, stuff, stuff like that. But we're all it's just a nice environment and it's fun and we always laugh and we're all pretty approachable. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, you have great energy. I knew that you and I would have a good time on this podcast episode. Likewise. Uh, and again, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm very grateful. My pleasure. You know, loans are really, um, I think, you know, I've, I've thought about renaming in this podcast, something like explain it to me like I'm five, because um, I think that there are certain topics that are really complicated, but you ask the right person and they can just break it down and explain it really easily <laughs> like you just did um, right. because the, I, I think loans are can be kind of mysterious for most people and um it's one of those things that I mean maybe a little mysterious to me as well like learning about what a private money loan is today has been interesting I've actually worked on a private money loan case before but it's been a long time and the information was a little stale so thank you for refreshing uh, sure um are there any other topics that you want to touch upon? Um, I can't, I I can't think of anything. Okay. I think you touched upon quite a bit. Other than that, you know, if anybody has any questions, feel free to, to reach out to me again, you know, the best way to reach out is to call me. My number is 818-822-5550. And, um, I always feel like it's worth a conversation, you know, so, cause I don't want anybody to assume that they can't get financing because of their situation, whatever it might be. I think it's always worth a conversation to say, hey, this is my situation. This is where I want to be. Is it doable? If yes, then, um, you know, what other steps should I take, right? And I'll tell people, you know, it's doable for this reason or this way, or it's not doable for for this reason. But I just don't want anybody to ever feel intimidated about the process or talking to anybody. It's just a matter of it's always worth a conversation to see what can happen. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. Well, Mona, thank you so much for coming on today and educating us about lending options, Forbex, and yourself. And give us your contact information one last time. Sure. My um, email is Mona, M-O-N-A, at Forbex. F like Frank, O, R like Robert, B like boy, I, X.com. Um, and my direct line is 818-822-5550. And what part of town are you all in? This the, uh, the, the office is in Calabasas. We were in Sherman Oaks for the longest time, but we moved to Calabasas. I think when, when was it? Maybe a year and a half ago. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mona. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I 
I just want to say thanks for listening today. To set up a meeting with me, you can contact my office at 818-248-2183 or go to my website at lawyercma.com. Please note that this podcast does not contain legal advice. It contains only general information. I'm not your attorney unless we have a contract saying that I'm your lawyer. Thanks.